across news, fresh takes. First, Kate Hawksby and Early Edition with One Roof. Be property prepared. News Talk ZB. It is 14 past five, so the Human Rights Commission thinks schools need to do better when it comes to their uniforms. They've released a set of guidelines they're urging schools to follow. They include making sure the uniform's consistent with the Treaty of Waitangi and that they should consider non-gendered uniforms. It comes as one public health researcher from Otago Uni, Johanna Reedy, uh, says we need to have a rethink as to whether uniforms actually even work. And she joins us now. Morning to you. Good morning. So what do you make of these guidelines from the Human Rights Commission? I mean, is this a step in the right direction? Absolutely. I think it fills um, a policy void and it's going to provide very good guidelines for schools and um, and for students and parents who want to have a conversation with schools about how uniforms are put together and the rules about wearing them. Because you, what would have been your concerns about school uniforms? Do you think they're impractical and unfair? Uh, basically, I mean, uniforms started out to treat everyone the same so that there wasn't any outward sign of difference and people didn't feel ashamed to go to school because they didn't have the right clothes. And this was back in the 1800s. But times have moved on and uniforms have changed um, somewhat and they are creating barriers in some places where they're either too expensive, um, they're an enormous cost to families, um, and for girls particularly, um, Sometimes quite cumbersome uniforms prevent them from active transport to school, biking to school, or during the school day participating in incidental activities or even little kids playing on the jungle gym and having to flash their knickers. Um, Sometimes school uniforms don't protect against environmental harm. They're not very sun protective, even though we know in New Zealand we've got high rates of melanoma. And for all students, not just girls, um, there's a temperature question. Sometimes um, it's term three and you're going into winter, you're in winter uniform even if it's quite warm. Students aren't able to dress appropriately for the weather conditions. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. The justification, though, of course, is that it equalises everybody. You know, same playing field uh, in terms of... Well, yeah, but not 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 a similar outcome. So treating everyone the same isn't treating everyone fairly. And what these guidelines do from the Human Rights Commission is they say, hey, let's think about creating uniforms that are inclusive, um, that they're adapted and flexible. So if you've got a cultural or a religious reason for having something that's not um, standard, that can be included and not made a fuss of. Um, the Human Rights Commission also talks about um, uniforms being reasonable and pragmatic. So um, serviceable, not too expensive, um, safe, um, it does say that cost was out of scope, and that's a, a very big issue um, that remains addressed. Yeah. What would be your advice to schools who are looking at these new guidelines in terms of catering to students' needs these days? Because you're right, we live in very different times, of course. Uh, it need not be um, complex. I think the first step you need to, to take is um, have a conversation with your school community about how they feel about the school uniform. Um, and then what um, steps can be taken to make it more inclusive um, and reasonable and accessible if that, that needs to happen. So um, one really simple thing you could do is say, this is our school uniform. You can wear whatever part of it you like. And that means that takes away the problem of um, winter uniform um, being worn on hot days. It takes away the problem of gender diverse students not being able to um, find a, a garment that 
that's inclusive for them. It means that then we could have you could also have um, a code that that says if you have a special cultural item, um, you're able to wear that, and that that's okay. It need not be complicated and onerous, but we need to have the conversation within our schools. Johanna, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Johanna Reedy, public health researcher at uh, Otago Uni. It's a long road to hoe, though. Gosh, schools, some schools are so strict on the uniforms. In fact, my daughter's schools just had a crackdown. They wear long, very long skirts for winter, which are cumbersome. They look ridiculous. Anyway, uh, when it gets really cold, they'll wear their pyjama pants under the skirts. Anyway, the school have cottoned on to this, so they've had a big meeting and assembly, and anybody caught with their pyjama pants under their skirt will be given a detention. Um, so they try it all on, don't they? But the earrings, the now, I mean, gosh, it's a never-ending battle, uniforms. I mean, I would say schools spend the bulk of their time disciplining students and policing and patrolling uniforms. So there'd probably be a good argument that it would just, you know, lose that headache for them. Um, but I don't, I don't see schools getting on board with it, quite frankly, because some of them just, they love their uniforms and enforcing them, don't they?